Welcome to Tangled Web, a conversation about where we are now and where we're going with the web. I'm Mark Jeffrey, and this is episode 10, a visualization from the open web mind. I talked about the open web mind right back in the first episode of Tangled Web. I haven't mentioned it since. The open web mind is my most ambitious project. It's what I work on when I'm not writing articles or recording podcasts. It's so ambitious that it's difficult to know where to start. When I talk expansively to my friends about what the open web mind could be, they come away confused about what it is. So I'm going to start small and specific. Today I'm going to avoid talking expansively. That's going to be difficult. There are so many big picture things I could expand on here, and eventually I will expand on them. But today I'm going to keep myself in check. I'm going to talk about a visualization I generated with the open web mind. This one small specific thing represents a tiny fraction of what the open web mind could be, but I'm hoping it'll be a less confusing introduction to what it is. There's a lot of information on the web, as you may have noticed. When I say a lot of information, I mean a lot of information. Trouble is, there's not much you can do with it. You can search for it, type anything into Google, and it'll come up with countless links to pages on that subject. You can read it, follow any of those links, and you'll be able to read countless words on that subject. And you can share it, copy one of those links, email it to a friend, or post it on social media, and others will be able to read those words too. But that's about all you can do. Read. Words. I mean, there are images too, and videos, and so on, but really the information on the pages of websites is not much different from information on the pages of library books. Take this report as an example. The Global Startup Ecosystem Report 2021 from Startup Genome. There's an amazing amount of information in its 290 pages. You can read it, but that's about all you can do with it. Read. Words. What if you don't have time to read all 290 pages? What if you want to do more than just read? One of the tables in the report is a ranking of the top 40 startup hubs in the world. Now, that's interesting. Which are the most important startup hubs? Where in the world are they? Are they all in the US or China, Europe? Are there any in South America, Australia, Africa? All this information is in the report. You can find it by reading it. You'll also have to do a bit of thinking about it. And you'll have to do a bit of visualising too. That table I mentioned, it doesn't list the startup hubs by continent, much less show them on a map, so you'll have to picture in your head where each startup hub is. Now, that's a lot of mind work. Wouldn't it be good if someone had done the reading, the thinking, and the visualising for you? Wouldn't it be good if, when you came across this report, you saw not just words, but a visualisation of where the top 40 startup hubs are in the world? Something like this. And you'll see there's a link in the show notes to the visualisation that I created on Things Made Thinkable. And you can also find it by going to thingsmadethinkable.com and scrolling down to the startup hubs visualisation. You can see what I've done here. The top 40 startup hubs are shown in circles. Uh, the bigger the circle, the more important the startup hub. 
Instead of being listed in a table, the startup hubs are shown in their relative positions around the world. The continents are shown too, to give a better idea of how the startup hubs are distributed. And the map is deliberately distorted so that the startup hubs are spread out enough to see them all without too much overlap. The visualization communicates a lot of information. You can see that the US has a lot of important startup hubs like Silicon Valley and New York, both of those leading the pack. And there are a few in Canada too. This makes North America the biggest continent for startup hubs. There are plenty of important startup hubs in China too, and elsewhere in Asia. India has two, Singapore is another one. Europe is lagging a little, with London dominating. Australia is on the map, with two top 40 startup hubs, as is South America with one, but Africa isn't on the map yet. This is not as much information, of course, as you'd get if you read all 290 pages of the report. But, well, that's the point. You don't have to read all 290 pages of the report. I've done that for you. I pulled out the really important information from all those words and presented it visually, so that you can get it all at a glance. I did the mind work so that you don't have to. Okay, I admit, I didn't read all 290 pages of the report myself. I read the most relevant parts of the methodology, but not the whole thing. Here's what I actually did. I fed the rankings from that table into the open web mind. I also fed the coordinates of each of the startup hubs from Wikipedia into the open web mind. And then I asked the open web mind to generate the visualization. It's not a map specifically, it's more general than that. It's a flexible plot of longitude on the x-axis, latitude on the y-axis, and rank on the size axis. And that's a very complicated way of saying what I've already said. The visualization shows the top 40 startup hubs as circles. The bigger the circle, the more important the startup hub, in their relative positions around the world, deliberately distorted so that they're spread out enough to see them all. The point is, I didn't have to do anything special to generate this visualization. I just fed the data into the open web mind and out came the map. What if you didn't need me to do that for you? Imagine if whenever you came across, say, a 290 page report or anything else on the web, you had someone to make sense of it for you, someone to transform all those words into information you can do something with, someone to generate a meaningful visualization, someone or something, something like the open web mind. Maybe you can begin to see where I'm going with all this. The web is in the wrong format. It's in words, same as printed books, same as penned manuscripts, same as carved tablets. It's as if it's a few thousand years behind the times. However, all is not lost. The open web mind can read those words and transform them into a more flexible format. It can transform them into concepts and connections between concepts, much the same as neurons and connections between neurons in the human brain. The open web mind can transform words on the web into information you can do something with, knowledge you can query, navigate, manipulate, visualize. I could say more, but I'm already breaking my promise to avoid talking expansively. So I'll leave it at this for now. The open web mind allowed me to transform a table from a 290 page report into a visualization of startup hubs around the world. Not bad. 
for these early days of the mind. Thanks for listening to Tangled Web. Join me for fresh insights into the future of the web every other week. Subscribe to the free newsletter, podcast or YouTube channel at tangledweb.media. Remember, the web has only just begun.